Hey, Peter. Hey. You remember SpeakPipe Wednesday? I love that. I love SpeakPipe Wednesday. I created SpeakPipe Wednesday. Well, I participated in SpeakPipe Wednesday. <laughs> I don't remember a single SpeakPipe that you left. That's interesting. <laughs> well, it's a thing. You know, I love things. Yeah, obviously you love this thing so much that we haven't done it in four months. <laughs> okay. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you today. We are sponsored by Open Studio. Did you hear I changed that up? Because it's Wednesday. What'd you say? I said music advice coming at you. Music advice coming yeah. at you. <laughs> it's jazz. Explain. I, you know, it's been so long <laughs> since we've been doing these live together that I completely forgot the gorgeous <laughs> jazz explain tagline that you've been doing. And then naturally you decided to change it. Well, no, I just I wanted to revert because we're reverting back to Speak Pipe Wednesday. And also I have a premonition, okay. also known as a primo Nishin, oh boy. Uh, which is that we're going to drop some music advice today. We are going to not. We're not just going to explain jazz. Of course, we're going to do that. That's who we are. That's the blood that 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 goes through our <laughs> our veins. But we are going to actually drop some music advice bombs. Now I'm going out on a limb by saying this because yeah, I have not heard this speak pipe that we're about to hear. Well, yeah, I think we're. It's going to be more practice advice. Okay. Uh, then I mean, it is music advice. Practice advice is music advice. We got a great speak pipe by Eric. And um, who has some problems with some gigs. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's on stage a lot. You know what I mean? Wheels yep. on stage, man! <laughs> so, do you like that? Caleb, that? Caleb loaded a bunch of, of new McBride things here. Just a couple so of... So let, oh, let wow. me paint a picture for, for those bad. of you. <laughs> That's our friend Christian McBride. That's right. These are buttons that only Adam has available to him to press to trigger yeah. an audio... Uh, annotation, as it were, from right. the great Christian McBride. But uh, yeah, we got we've got some. We have the bad one. Go ahead and play it. Well, we can make this a little segment. Okay. Bass solo. Bass solo. That's all it is. <laughs> he it's leaves him the saying, stage. Wait, oh. bass solo. He leaves the stage. <laughs> wow, it's got a little laughter yeah, too. A little, a little, a laugh a little organic okay. laugh track. That's, on, so that's one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Because <laughs> I've heard McBride say. Oh, that he says that all the time. Times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Then there's some cursing in here Uh-oh. that I might leave out at this point. Oh, wow. This is bad. Yeah, it is bad. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I don't know where he's getting these from, but it's so good. You know, Christian McBride has that voice. That oh, it's, it's, the, it's, a, it's a radio voice. It's, yeah, the v, VOG, as they say. The yes. Voice of God, you know, where it comes down Absolutely. from the heavens. So. Absolutely. Uh, well, we've got a great speak pipe here from Eric. Man, we've got a lot of speak pipes on deck. Apologies to everybody. Uh, we're trying to get to y'all, but we just, we don't, there's not enough. We've been apart for a while, too. We have. I did like three super nerdy episodes while you right. were gone. We did a best of or two. Uh, so it's good to be back. It is good to be back. We, you know, and we're fast, fastly... And vastly approaching a thousand episodes. Did Are you know really? that? What are yes. we on? Like nine fifty. Nine hundred and something. Yeah. Nine hundred and something. Oh my gosh. People, uh, so can you imagine? <laughs> no, I'm saying we get we get these uh voicemails, we get emails of people like, I just discovered your podcast. I'm going through all of them. And I'm like, how are you, you sure? No, I don't know if all thousand are available. I think that there's a limit on oh, the man. Spotify and Apple uh Thank God. music systems. That but first season, man, when we're in the echo chamber. It was awesome. And we're like, we were young and fresh. We were like I'm 16 and Peter 19 Martin, years old. <laughs> and I'm Adam Manis. I'm a jazz robot. We are here to talk about jazz piano. We're going to make hey. it sound as nerdy and un- uninteresting as possible. Hey, Peter, <laughs> do you love jazz piano? <laughs> piano. <laughs> so I'm also inspired today. I want to say a big shout out to our friend, mm. friend of the pod, 
Mr. Bob DeBoo, oh, who Bobby. I can hear his supple tones from the studio adjacent to us. Well, this is an exciting day, actually, yeah. because we're recording this podcast, and in the next room, Bob is recording a new uh, Open Studio bass course yeah. uh, called ba- the Bass Triad System. And it's the first time that we've been able to do two recordings simultaneously. We're right. recording here, he's recording there, and this is all, yeah, it's Pat and our our head and rumming our tummy uh, in our brand new studio. We're in our brand new studio space and just shout out to the new studio space. Shout out to our studio <laughs> manager, Caleb, for making sure that we're comfy and ready to go here. And yeah, shout out to Bob. This course is amazing, man. I this, mean, I'm hearing it now as yeah. it's unfolding. The triadic development of the upper extensions of the bass situation. Yeah, if you're a bass player, check out this. In a couple of weeks, this course will probably drop here, maybe three yeah. weeks. And I want to say a big shout out to Bob Adebu and Ruben Rogers, another friend of the pods. Yeah. Ongoing podcast, complimentary uh, to this one, Upright Citizens. Upright Citizens. That's a good podcast. It's a good podcast. It might be so better than this we, one. We, sh- 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 shut your mouth, Bob. <laughs> uh, we're going to link to that below in case you haven't had a chance to check that out. But they've been doing some great kind of, uh, I was just listening to it, um, guitar, um, guitar, favorite guitarist yeah. and how it works with the basses. But it really goes, and don't be scared of it because it's just bass stuff. Yeah. It's bass-centric. No, you know, next Tuesday they've, they've got Bill Frizzell on. Yeah. What'd you call like, him? Bill Frizzell. Sorry, I tripped up on that. Frizzell? <laughs> Bill Frizzell. Nothing wrong with a lisp. <laughs> Bill Frizzell is going to be on. Yeah. Which I'm like, why can't we get Bill Frizzell? I know, why are they I know. Listen? Why are they talking I, to they, Bill? This is such a mature podcast. We don't need guests. We are the guests. Well, we do have a, a <laughs> kind of a guest today. It's Eric, and he's in San Francisco, and he's got a nice. question. Let's hear it. You know what San Francisco is? What? City by the Bay. Oh, you're welcome, San Francisco, <laughs> for that. Here we go. Sly and the family stuff. Hi, this is Eric from Oakland. Um, double dipping. You guys Sorry, are from Oakland. Oh my gosh, Eric. Answer. Hold on. Sorry, Eric. I'm Those so. Same, same, I was going to say same thing. I'm going to get myself in trouble. So Bay sorry. Area. Let's just say Bay, Bay Area. Area. Right. East Bay in the house. Yeah. East Bay. A lot of love for East Hi, Bay. Hi, this is Eric from Oakland. Um, double dipping. You guys were kind enough to answer uh, it's a question I had a month or so ago. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be gigging. Um, fair amount with a brazilian band and we're not just doing head charts we're doing really demanding charts with uh you know multi-page arrangements and lots of lines to learn um and you know i suspect you guys have that too where you're spending a lot of your time preparing for gigs so how do you think about that with regard to shedding you know if i have an hour or two a day i'm just trying to get my parts together uh, for the gig and um you know we're gigging a couple times a week nowadays so I wonder how you think about that in terms of shedding and whether you just sort of say, well, I'm not going to shed for a while. I'm just going to do these parts, and that helps my musicianship anyway. Let me know your thoughts. I really appreciate it. Thanks. That's a great question. That's yeah. a pro-level question right there. So, yeah, my first thought is is that what you're doing is shedding, that preparing for the gig is the most important practice that you can do a lot of times. And it's yeah. it's something that you don't need to feel like you're missing out. We have this, this feeling, because we talked about a little bit about this on our live yesterday about there's all this stuff to do, right? And there's yeah. a mountain of things to do. And if I'm just shedding on these on the tunes yeah. and I'm just learning the lines from my Brazilian gig, am I doing enough? The answer is yes. In fact, you're doing what you should be doing, yeah. right? which is working on the music you're performing most often. And then there's going to be times, Eric, where you're not going to have a lot to do. And that's the time to go back and work on your Phillips exercises or you know, get your, your cold train changes together. You can do that while you do this as well. But uh, I'm reminded actually, Peter, of like, you know, the, the thing when you're learning music like this, and especially if it's music that you're going to play a lot, this is an opportunity, Eric, to really go deep into it. Like, can you memorize all of it? Mm. Can you learn it in different keys? You were telling me about your experience at the Betty Carter Festival 
um, with a, the, a bassist there who right. was who was blind and yes. who was learning everything by ear. Yes, and was also the most killing musician on stage because right. they were learning it by ear and learning it, memorizing it, as opposed to reading it all the time. This is your opportunity, Eric, to really understand the ins and outs of this uh, music that you're playing, and that's going to make you grow more than almost anything, I would think. Yeah, know? yeah, so. I agree with all that, and. Um, I think, you know, maybe the way to frame this, we always need some kind of like reference point or like a framework, I think, for these kinds of issues because they're not cut and dry. It's not like, especially as you as you start to have the privilege of having more professional situations uh, available to you that um, even up to the point of something we were just discussing off air before we started in terms of like how do you say no to different things when you have too many different uh, interesting professional, um, you know, be it writing writing opportunities or playing or touring or teaching, um, getting that right balance. But I think that if we look at sort of a framework of seasonality to our practice, to our development, so it's, you know, there's a time and there's a season for like, Okay, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm hitting these scales hard. On Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I'm hitting these. On Sundays, I'm really doing this where you're very regimented, where you've got that time, yep. uh, where you don't have, have as many external professional um, obligations on you. Mm-hmm. But then there's these times when um, we've got a lot of external things coming on us that kind of define what our time, even to the point of like our possible interaction with the instrument. Like how do we keep a connection with the piano while we can barely keep up with our professional obligations of writing or, or, or like learning a tune for a gig, you know, the things that yeah. are, that are very um, tactical to, to the specific gigs that you have coming up. Um, and I think that, you know, the eventual solution is to have kind of a perfect balance of like what you're taking on and what you're not, but that's not always going to be the case and everybody's going to get out of balance. So the framework becomes like, how do you stay in balance while you're still able to do these things? How do you get yeah. to that kind of, you know, steady and stoic position in terms of like, I don't think we can look at, I have to go head first into this. So I'm going to let all my technical stuff go. And I'm going to let all my connection with the instrument. I'm going to let my ear training go. You have to find ways to be hitting that at the same time to being, having that same kind of like, you know, awareness and intentionality of how you're interacting with the instrument as you're doing other things yeah. where, where you're checking a couple of boxes, you know, but, multitasking. But, I hate to even say it like that. No, no, but. it's not even multitasking, but if you look at it as I'm not going to fight this current, right? So if yeah. you look at it, I'm going to go deep on the music that's presented here, right? This yeah. is an opportunity. So he was mentioning like learning lines of the tune, right? Yeah. So if you want to really get inside the line, can you do it with both hands? Yeah. Can you do it super fast? Can you do it super slow? Can you do it in drop two? Can you right. do it in, in like a, in a chordal way, right? Can you do it in the key of E? Can you do it in the key of A? Right. Like that's really going deep into this kind of stuff. And can you memorize all of the changes? Can you play it in several keys? You know? Right. And th- with that work, Eric, you will be doing all of the things that you're kind of mentioning here, but you'll also be learning the music that you're performing in a very deep way. And you're going to find that it's going to cr- create a lot of freedom for you on the gig. Yeah. You know, that just brings to mind, you know, if you think about uh, if you've ever had the opportunity to be in a really... Um, high level um commercial kitchen restaurant you yeah. know the, the back end of a kitchen you'll see a great chef and a great team that's finely tuned that's able to you know create these beautiful artistic and 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 tasty dishes 
but they're always like cleaning up as they go. Yeah. You know, even if they're super busy or whatever. And I think that the, you know, what we can get from that, it's like there's one way of doing it where you just create, like if you only have to create one dish for one person, you can just kind of, you know, push your way through the kitchen and have everybody doing that and then clean up at the end of the night. Yeah. But if you're having to do it and then do it again, you know, you have to have that ability to do things that don't seem to be part of the actual um, job at hand, but they're going to make the next job at hand. Um, so I think that's what I meant by multitasking, where like you're, you've got your main mission of creating this dish, but you're also, you know, doing some maintenance stuff as you Absolutely. go. That's kind of, yeah. that's sort of some pro level type well, stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're working on a specific dish that has like a roux involved with it, right? You can work on that roux separately yeah. as like the your foundation. Yeah. And that doesn't take away from the dish. That right. helps the dish. You and know? you might even be thinking of other things, other courses that you're going to use that for or something. Totally. So yeah. if you like, if you, Eric, if you wanted to work on your time, yeah. you can work on the context of what you're playing with this Brazilian band. And it's going to help the band. It's yeah. not going to hurt. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everything. And you're right that, I mean, for me, Peter, I don't know about for you, but like pretty much everything in my adult musician yeah. life has been, had to be done almost always through a filter of some project that I'm working on, right? Yeah. Because you just wouldn't have time to do anything else. So, yeah. but I've, you know, I do a lot of teaching here. At well, Opus. if you have a sugar daddy or rich auntie oh, or rich uncle, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would open things up, wouldn't uh, it? Yeah, <laughs> of course. But uh, who's got that? No. Uh, so, you know, even doing teaching here at Open Studio, I remember just last year, like, being like, oh, like, uh, a lot of the students are asking for me to, you know, teach more of this, like, Barry Harris's kind of concepts, especially is right around the time that Barry uh, passed uh, and, and it was heavy on our minds or whatever. And I really used that as an mm. opportunity to get inside that and understand it more and it helped my own playing. You yeah. know? So I started using it in my own arrangements, my own performing so that I could teach it better. And that helped my playing. But like everything that I do is part of something that is hopefully going to be performed eventually or taught or part of my musical life. And it, yeah. it all matters. You know, it's all. No, important. it all matters. And I mean, you're listening, you know, yeah. Eric, if you want to listen to more Brazilian music, that's part of making you sound better on the gig. Yeah, absolutely. And when we find these little ways to um, these techniques and they will get more refined and should get more refined as, as you utilize them more. But these techniques of combining, not overly combining, not trying to be like, okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes and I'm going to, I'm going to hit every aspect of my musicality and technique that I need to. Not like that, but the ones that organically can fit together, um, your ability to kind of check a few boxes, important boxes at the same time, as you're practicing, as you're preparing, as you're composing, as you're arranging, that becomes super um, helpful. I mean, I know for for me, every time I do arrangements, especially composition, I think is a little different, but arranging, I'm always learning a couple of different areas. I'm learning um, how to better orchestrate yeah. and beyond just what's necessary for that particular job. You know, I'm thinking about the next one too. So like, even if there's not, you know, a, a bass clarinet, I'm, I'm, but I'm writing for clarinet. I'm still going to kind of investigate and learn a little bit about bass clarinet, the yep. range, the sound, or whatever. Totally. So that next time I, when I do use bass clarinet, I'm a little bit better prepared. It's had a time to marinate. Um, but also I've used this technique over the years to learn about technology. I mean, that's how I originally learned Sibelius. Well, Finale first and then Sibelius yeah. was like having to learn it as I went. Dive in. Doing totally. you know, like a big band arrangement or whatever. So it's kind of like, oh, it would have been better if I'd just taken time to just learn Wait, Isn't that how the this program. podcast started? Too? And you were just <laughs> like, let's try a podcast. And exactly. We and we that. learned the technology of doing that. Well. You know, the <laughs> sl- I mean, we didn't learn it the we'll first see. day. <laughs> <laughs> did you, McBride? 
Yeah. All right. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right. So, Eric, great question. I hope yeah. that helps a little bit. Yeah, keep keep on with it. We have a whole other page here. I just want to see. I got to go up there and be embarrassed by you, motherfucker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. We got to... <laughs> That's hard. That's, you know, I mean, I'm going to slight somebody, see. Thank you, man. Caleb's Who's putting that? some. I don't I have no idea. That's hard. That's, you know, I mean, I'm going to slight somebody, see. We got this one. You working with anybody? <laughs> That's Miles, right? <laughs> I guess. You working with anybody? That's, That's creepy. Just, You're making the record. <laughs> You're making the record. Oh, you know what we have to get? You know what my famous one is? Hey, Thelonious. Oh, that might be me. <laughs> we got to get the one where Thelonious Monk is saying to Teo, Teo Macero, the producer, yeah. is like, did you take that one? <laughs> and Teo's like, no, I thought you were just practicing. <laughs> and he's like, practicing? You, you, you practice every time you pick up your instrument. That's and then he said, and he's like, you ought to know that, Teo. You're a saxophone player. Oh, <laughs> Jeez, I don't know what to do. Oh, that's a good one. But hey, who is that? I don't know. Jeez, I don't know what to do. That might be you. It could be. I said like... you're out of your goddamn mind. Whoa. Oh Dude, boy, geez, boom, boy, Caleb. <laughs> you got to get a not suitable for work tag on some of these, man. Uh, well, okay. Apologies for <laughs> language. Do we got to put an explicit tag on no, this no, episode? No, we're good. We're good. All right, okay, we're good. Well, thanks. Sorry y'all. for the GD. Our bad. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Uh, until next time, you'll hear it. Basil. He leaves the stage. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. We got to get. There we go. There we go. All right. You'll hear it.